Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast. My name is Angelica and today I am doing episode two. Um, the first episode was basically laying the foundation of the characteristics of a narcissist um, and slash Jezebel. Um, today I'm going to be basically um, sharing part of my testimony. Um, just a heads up, I will, I promise God when I went, when I go forth with my story and testimony that I will be raw and transparent. So this, uh, I'm just going to say that there will be trigger warnings, um, you know, so if this is not for you, if you're not ready to kind of hear this, then, then just wait to the next episode. Um, again, I'm going to be talking about like the raw truth, the suicide, the witchcraft, the spells, um, the pills, the addiction, you know, um, and just the psychological torment that the victim goes through. Um, and so again, as always, I also also lay a foundation that again, this is my podcast, so I will not tolerate any kind of abuse. I will not tolerate any kind of negativity, but I am open, you know, for questions and stuff. Again, um, as I stated before, I will leave my email. You could always reach me on Facebook and reach me on TikTok and reach me on Instagram. I'm always open, you know, um, and I truly do believe that when we release our testimony and our story, it is somebody else's survival guide. So, you know, I just pray that, you know, this um, gives you the courage and boldness to go forth because your story matters and somebody is connected to your yes. Yeah, as in giving God your yes, like God, I surrender, you know, I'll give you my yes and use it for your glory. So, you know, I, I God always gives me like these cute little phrases and stuff and he said, 2022 is going to be the year of the his story makers. So history makers. So again, um, I just pray that you all rise up, uh, get that courage and, and go forth to your story. Okay. So again, this is just part of my testimony of the narcissist. Okay. Of um, I'm a survivor. I am a warrior. Okay. So um, I do have many, many other testimonies. God is just truly amazing. Okay. Um, so this testimony is my story of being involved with a narcissist. And um, I'm going to start off with actually something that I found online and it's, um, coming from a letter from the narcissist. So basically their perspective, and I, and I, I, and I want y'all to hear me that they know what they're doing, okay? So that's one thing that a lot of victims, they stay like trapped in, in an abusive relationship because they feel bad. They feel like, oh, it's just a, they have a mental, um, mental illness or something. It's not, it's so much deeper than that, okay? So I need y'all to really realize that, that these people are evil, okay? Um, so anyways, this letter is literally coming from a narcissist. So I'm just going to read it. Um, it says, I have to warn you before we start, you should run. Don't look back. Forget you ever met me. I will break your heart. I will feel no remorse. I will fall fast and hard for you. I will love you to the point of exhaustion. I will make you, I will make your friends and family love me. I will give you hope for a perfect future. I will speak of marriage and kids. I will get bored. I will lose all interest in your touch, your words, your life. I will pull away without any explanation. You will try to remind me of the good days. I will have already moved on. You will defend me to your family and friends. I will pretend I have never met them. I will not stop until you hate me more than you ever loved me. Like I said, run, but you won't. You think you can fix me. 
you're wrong. Okay, another thing that I want to, you know, expound on that is that, listen, you cannot confuse a broken person with an evil person. A broken person, look, God will take your broken broken pieces and put you back on that potter's wheel, okay? He, he is the mender of broken hearts. He is the mender of a broken spirit. He will take all those broken pieces and put it back on the potter's wheel, okay? Now, an evil person, they, they cannot look within. They won't repent. They won't change. Again, especially with a narcissist, it's always... It's always somebody else's fault. Okay, so they, they have no ability. They have no empathy. They cannot look within. They, they won't change. Okay, so that's the thing. That's the biggest thing that we have to understand is that you cannot change them. And um, so another thing is, is the hardest thing. Oh, this is tough. But like unlearning abuse requires you to unlearn survival tactics you learn in abuse. That you now call your personality, okay? So because you were under like so much abuse and psychologically torment stuff, you picked up these personality traits. But listen, that's not who you are. That's that's who you became based on who they were to you, what they put you through. You became see the the ultimate goal of the narcissist is for you to turn into them. They want your characteristics, and then you take on their characteristics. It's like an exchange. That's their ultimate goal, okay? So they train you to associate abuse with love. Okay, so pain builds walls. Healing builds doors. Okay, so when you're with the narcissist and while they are rewiring your brain and putting you through the training, because listen, it is a slow kill. I think I mentioned in my first episode that, you know, it is a slow kill. You don't even realize you're giving over your destiny. You don't even realize you're giving over your life. They are very patient. Okay, um... So anyways, while they're training you, you learn to be desensitized to their evil behavior. Um, as I stated also before, is dysfunction distorts your discernment. So like when you're with just constant dysfunction and you're desensitized to all the chaos, you're desensitized to all that abuse, your, dis your, your discernment's off. So you, you can't even tell. Is that evil? Is that good? You know what I'm saying? Because again, they're psychologically rewiring your brain. They're, they're making you become them. So then you have no remorse. You have no empathy. You know, um... So again, dysfunction distorts discernment. They are training you to have a higher tolerance to their abuse. So another thing, like I said, like before, um, empathy without boundaries is soul destruction, right? So when you when you don't have these boundaries, um, they train you to have a higher tolerance. So when you let something slide, you let you you know you catch them cheating, da da da, you let it slide. You know you you catch them like belittling you, but you let it slide. Now they're like, yes, I could take it up another notch. She she's gonna she's gonna take me back. He's gonna take me back. You know, so it's just they they it's like they take it up another notch. Okay, and um, again, it's a slow kill over a period of time. It's it's in a calculated way. This is what I'm saying. It's not, see, Satan doesn't come to you like, you know, um, dressing all red and, and pitchfork and this evil person. He comes to you as an angel of light. So again, when I say like, you know, the, 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 the lion is a roaring lion seeking who we may devour. His ultimate goal is to seal, kill, and destroy. Everything is calculated. They don't pounce right away. They study you. Everything is calculated. They're very, very patient, okay? Um, so again, as I stated just a couple minutes ago, don't confuse someone who can be saved with someone that you will need to be saved from, okay? You need to be saved from these people. You need to go with no contact. When I say no contact, I literally mean block. Okay, as in, unless you got kids, like I said, another episode, um, I will discuss that. Um, but when you go, because when you go no contact and you have, you still have them on your social media, trust me, they are still lurking. They are still watching your every move. They're looking for any kind of opportunity to sabotage you as well. And me personally, I was that person that 
you know, did the subliminal messages, wrote about my broken heart, you know, all that stuff. And they were just, they were getting fuel. They were laughing about it because again, your downfall is like a, a fuel to them. They love it. They, they, they live for your downfall. Okay. So again, know the difference. Um, and they always target like certain things about you, like body image, good qualities, everything that makes you like the good qualities that will be shredded and ripped apart. It digs into you all the way to a spirit level. Okay. And so then it leads you to literally depend on the narcissist. So then when you're so beat down and you're so broken, um, you know, then you're like, oh my gosh, I do need the narcissist. You see how they're training you. It's like you're, you're a dog on a leash. They're training you. Um, now, another thing is, is like they will like one, like for, for, like a personal testimony, like I used to do, you know, personal training, and this is not to like boost my own ego or anything like that, but I had a very nice body, um, you know, and the narcissist hated that, but they secretly, they secretly will be like just in a competition with you because they are jealous. They, I'll tell you one thing, the narcissists are very, very insecure people, but they don't, they don't come up and, and say it. They say it in like subliminal messages. So they would, so one thing, one of my qualities, I had a very, very good body. I took care of my body because I really truly do believe in the mind, the body, the spirit, having it all in alignment. I believe, you know, about balance, your spiritual life and your physical life, you know, so this, this was my lane. This is my thing, you know, so they would target it. They'd be like, oh, you know, like, eh, it looks like you, you know, you just, you're too skinny or you're too this or you're too that or just subliminal messages, you know, so then I would start being like, oh my gosh, do I, is there something wrong with me? And then they would become a competition. So like then, like, you know, for example, like I ended up walking um, or and running. I, I, I came up to like 40,000 steps, which is like 11 miles um, in a day. I, that was just my thing. Like that was my, my time with God, you know, outside like this and that. And, and, I, and I also had a hands-on job. I was a construction renewal cleaning, you know, all that stuff. So it's always a competition. If I didn't hit that 40,000 mark, then they would say something, oh, wow, like you're just lazy or something like but they would say it in a joking matter. But in reality, they're really, they're just trying to dig at you. So then you think something's wrong with you or you feel lazy because you didn't hit that. So they're always trying like just to destroy you. Any, any good quality, they want to destroy you. Okay, just like in my first video, you only have so much good left in you, okay? <clears throat> so the mistake most of us make here is also when we, when we kind of are catching on and we're slowly kind of shutting the door and stuff, the mistake that most of us make is that the urge for the narcissist to provide you with closure. I'll tell you right now, you will not get closure. And I have made this mistake. I, I was that person that wrote out heartfelt, like long paragraphs, like just expressing everything, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like just everything. And you won't get a reply back or maybe you'll just get a K or you'll just get a, a period something. It's all tactic. Um, you won't get closure. Um, even though you are the bigger person and, and you know, you're just trying to make the peace and stuff. Again, it's, it's a waste of time. They literally don't care and they do know what they're doing. So you have to know that as well. They do know what they're doing. Okay. Now listen, um, before the discard phase. Okay. Um, Okay, so first is the love bombing. The love bombing is to trap you. Okay, so it creates a trauma bond. The remember I told you about like the the good hormones and the the happy hormones, the serotonin, the dopamine, the love bomb, like all that stuff. So you feel good, right? And then now after the love bomb, get ready for the discard. And so while you're in going into the discard stage, that means they're slowly kind of pulling away from you because they got no supplies. So they love bombed you so much, and then um, they're taking all your qualities to go find the next prey. And one 
once they find their next prey, literally this is what they start telling because uh, telling the people around you. This is why I said when you break free, um, it's so hard to go talk to your friends and your loved ones because they already smear campaign. See, it's all calculated. So with the new supply that they found, they're literally going to say that you weren't the person they thought you were, that you changed, you broke their heart, you're just as crazy, and you're lower than dirt, unfaithful. They, Like I said, they are pathological liars. So again, it's all it's all grooming, it's all calculated. And so now to the now to their friends, his or her friends, um, you were just another piece. You meant nothing. Like you're you're just another notch on their belt, right? Okay, so that's what they will say to their friends. Okay. Now to family, they will say, you know, well, we wanted he wanted to work it out or she wanted to work it out. Um, that you know, you were the love of his life or her life, um, but you weren't there for him when he needed it. Um, cold, distant, you're unstable. They think that, you know, you met someone else. It's all lies. Again, it's all calculated. Um, and then to your friends, again, the flying monkeys and stuff like that, or to your friends, see, they, they know your circle. Like I told you before, mine was studying me from 2015 to 2017. Then we finally got in contact, but they were studying me for a couple years. So they knew all my friends and everything like this. So they were already trying to figure out like, what's your crowd? How do you interact? All that stuff. So to your friends, they're going to say, she's crazy. She's suffocating. She's super jealous. She's manipulative. She's abusive. Mind game. She's a liar. Again, it's all sabotage. It's all a smear campaign. Okay. Now, listen, you have to know that vengeance is the Lord's. And one thing that has really like broke me is like when I started hearing these lies and stuff like that, I was broken. And sometimes I'll get so mad and I would defend myself. And I'm like, that's not true. I could show you the proof. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would go to the end of the earth to show these people like, you guys have no idea. Like, this is not true, you know? And then literally God works in mysterious ways. And he, somebody randomly sent me a message on Facebook and, and I wasn't even friends with them on Facebook. So it's completely random. Like it's not like they saw anything on my page or anything like it's completely random. And they sent me a song and it said, God only knows. I think it's by like King, King and country, but this, the title is God only knows. And that song literally means, um, only God knows. Okay. So only God knows what you've been through. Only God knows. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you don't have to defend yourself. The Bible says vengeance is mine. And listen, these people are evil. And the Bible says we don't kill evil with evil, but we, you know, we over, we, we kill evil with love. God is the greater, God is the greater force. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So love, but listen, that does not mean to tolerate this abuse. That means love them from the balcony. Okay. I'm just so grateful, like for my own personal testimony that I have no hate in my heart. I, I literally, I, I love my enemies. Like, <laughs> You know, I, um, I, I pray that, you know, that, well, that they would find God. You know, a lot of them are turned over to retrobate mine, but that's another topic. But again, um, you know, and then listen, so God, you know, gave me a word the other day. He said the psychological games, it's going to force them to sit in their mess. So again, vengeance of the Lord's because they do, they try to psychologically rewire your brain. They try to destroy your brain. Again, the, the battlefield of mind. You know, there's a couple books out there. I read one by Joyce Myers, Battlefield of Minds. Great book. And it really is because whatever you think, you know, um, whatever your feet is going to grow. So again, you are in control of your thoughts. You are in control of all that stuff. So, um, you know, if you think that you're a loser, if you think that you're you're not good enough, and and that the the, the the narcissist will always have you like they will they will like literally play these games of like they want you to assume that they are cheating, 
And I know that sounds crazy, but it's to get you to be like insecure. Oh my God, they're finding somebody else. Am I not good enough? You, you see? So it's those little digs. It's to psychologically torment you. And then again, it's the battlefield of the mind. So then you're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do better. I, You know what I'm saying? They're, they're falling out of love with me. What's wrong with me? Look, there ain't nothing wrong with you. They need human fuel. They are empty shells, okay? Um, so it's, it has nothing to do with you. Um, and remember, vengeance is the Lord's. And also know this, confidence is silent. Insecurities are loud. The 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 enemy, like, see, the thing is, you also, you also have to know that there is no rest for the wicked. So a lot of us, you know, before I used to think, I was like, I was like, God, I was like, it looks like, you know, my my ex like they're just prospering everything's great again you cannot compare um anything that is on social media they post their highest reel and they do it again it's a calculated move they will they will throw your new supply in your face that's why i said when you go no contact that means block them block them spiritually block them on every outlet everything because they do stuff on purpose again it's to it's to psychologically destroy you it's to get into your mind so you overthink again the memory bank is a monster and whatever you feed is going to grow Okay, so um, they do this stuff on purpose. Um, so anyways, another thing is, is like, you know, I was talking with God, you know, the other day, and he basically brought up this revelation. He said, you were on life support trying to protect them. But but God said, when are you going to move so my judgment can come upon them? You can't save someone that does not want to be saved. And listen, again, this is not to be like, oh, you know, they're just... I'm not being like mean or anything, but this is what God says. Judgment will come upon your enemies. They do not get away with anything, okay? It may look like it, like again, like social media, the new supply, living their best life, glow up, you know, all this stuff. No, it is, it's like a false reality. Again, it's a mask. They live, they are, they, um, it's like the spirit, uh, it's just like a double life. They live a double life, completely double life. Okay, so... Um, listen, and can you imagine, like, you know, if you ever like said something bad or, or whatever, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Like you, you barely can sleep at night. These people do bad 24 seven, like, and they have to keep up with the lies. This is why, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, do they ever think of me? Yes. They, they constantly, they will never get over you. And this isn't in an egotistical way. They will never, ever get over you because they have to remember your good qualities because your good qualities is what's going to get their next supply because they have no empathy. They have no personality. They're, they're dead inside, like quite literally. And so they have to remember, Ooh, how do they move? How do they get that, that promotion or how do they get those friends? How do they get that influence? You know what I'm saying so they're constantly thinking about you and again there was something inside of you that they wanted so yes they're always thinking of you and 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 all the the lies and stuff like that um they, they they're tormented in their mind they have tormenting spirits um unfortunately like i said most of them have that jezebel spirit and they won't repent so they look you you make your bed you gotta sit in it you know and god is a god of justice okay he cares about his kids he loves his kids um you know what I'm saying? So vengeance is the Lord. You never have to backbite. You never have to, you know, nothing. Like I said, love is greater. And so love him from the balcony, period. Like that's it. Um, okay. And you have to know that it's a setup. Okay. God knew it was going to propel you because you had no other choice but to leave them alone. Okay. So the pain is going to get so deep. The pain, uh, it's going to get like, 
I'm telling you, this thing is literally there to kill you. When I tell you what, what the resurrection power within, ooh, glory to God for that. But I'm telling you that it is ultimately to destroy you, mind, body, and spirit, quite literally, um, to either get you a natural death or a spiritual death, okay? God had to hide you to save you. That rejection was for your protection. So, like, we're like, oh, my gosh, I never felt this love before, the love bombing stage, right? So you think it is your soulmate. You think it is, your, like, the one and only, and you think you're so in love. And, and, and no, it's, see, but God's, God's rejection rejecting it because it's for your protection unequally yoked is not going to stand again the narcissist is satan's version of love okay so it usually happens right before your kingdom marriage or or you desire a marriage or something like that it's always something right before what god wants to bring into your life you know so it's the counterfeit it's satan's version of love so just know that the rejection was for your protection okay um, and then also, like I said, I think in my first episode that it's an exchange to give up what God ordained you to have. You know what I'm saying? Like with your empathy, with your gifts, with, with your, your destiny, that's yours. That belongs to you. Um, and it, they, they want to exchange it. Like I said, they, they want you to become the narcissist. Okay. Um, and so now I'm going to pretty much get into, how I got attacked by a narcissist. This is um, a pretty, pretty heavy story. Okay, so the thing is, is um, all right. So back in 2015, again, I will not mention any kind of names. Um, I believe in like privacy and stuff like that. I don't like when people are assuming and judging. So please just kind of save that. Um, again, this is just this is my story. So. Um, back in 2015, I was playing softball, this and that. I came across um, a guy, and he was my friend, okay? he. Long story short, he wanted more than that. I did not, okay? So for a full year, though, you know, like we hung out, you know, we drank together. This is a time where I was not with Jesus. Um, I knew God existed, but I knew nothing about um, a relationship with him, okay? So I was just out in the world, okay, doing my own thing. I think I was working three jobs at that time, uh, construction renewal. No, I was uh, landscaping, um, personal training, and I think a manager at Chipotle, at that time so anyways um got in contact with this guy he wanted more than just a friendship i didn't but you know we stayed friends and whatnot and when i tell you um shortly after a month like it was obsession and i was like okay this is weird now one thing you guys have to realize when you are anointed um, people are attracted to the anointing they're attracted to that light so it's not like you know, some people are like, well, Angel, you ain't even that good looking. Like, what, what does he want out of you? <laughs> you know, again, but they are sent on assignment. Um, you know, they're all God's creation, but they're they're not all born again. Okay, you get what I'm saying? And there are people sent here on, out on assignment, you know, that are that are Satan's children. Okay, I'm just being honest. Okay, so anyways, he was very obsessive and whatnot, but I just thought nothing of it, like, okay, like, it's kind of a little weird, but, you know, I guess we're best friends, I'm just gonna rock with it, you know, um, so then anyways, we started having parties at his house, about people from softball, you know, long story short, um, we all went over his house, and because when I first walked in, I didn't give him a hug, and, you know, really be like, hey, you know, like, you know, just show him all the attention. He instantly was like furious, but like hit it. Like you can see the, the like fuming, like, you know, but he was silent. Okay. Um, so anyways, long story short, um, his, 
So we wake up in the morning. We all crash in his house. I wake up in the morning. I said, hey, I said, you know, we're going to go to breakfast if you want to come. He locked himself in the bathroom, kind of throwing like a temper tantrum. And I was like, okay, well, we're, you know, we're going to head out, you know, if you want to go. Um, he wasn't answering. And so anyways, um, fast forward a little bit, 15 minutes or so, I ended up getting into the bathroom and I opened the door. And I'm, when I tell you this, his eyes were white. When I tell you, um, I ran so fast out into that, that living room and I got my buddy and I was like, go look at his eyes. Like, what is that? It's, you know, he's like, I ain't looking at that. Like, we're out of here. <laughs> okay, long story short, um, it wasn't like, an, uh, like you know, the, the eyes rolling in the back of your head. You took pills and stuff because he did suffer, you know, with uh, pill addiction, something like that. It wasn't like that at all. Later on down the road, um, like a year later, God gave me a revelation of it and it was a principality. I don't know if I'm saying this right, so I apologize, but it's um, Lilith, L-I-L-I-T-H or something like that. Very, very wicked, strong uh, principality. Um, but anyways, so we all go for breakfast. He stays there. You know, um, we don't talk for a little bit. Um, and... And then we start talking again. Like, it's like nothing happens. See, like me personally, I, I don't hold grudges. Like things will happen and I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, and I, I, it's like kind of scares me. But then I'm like, okay, just just keep going. Like out of sight, out of my mentality. Like, cool. Uh, I'm a strong friend. Like, it's cool. We're just going to throw it in the rug. You know, keep going kind of thing. Um, so anyways, um, so we start talking again. We actually play a softball tournament again. I'm not telling everybody about this because that thing scared me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I And I knew nothing about spiritual warfare. I had no foundation. Again, like I said, I wasn't walking with Christ. Um, nothing, okay? And at this time, um, I actually you know, had a lot of doors open as God has given me the revelation after I got delivered and started, you know, submitting and surrendering my life to Jesus. I did have doors open. Um, so for so long, I was like longing for a connection. And I didn't even know what this connection was. It's not like I longed for, um, to be around other humans or anything like that, or like friendships or anything where I, I never really wanted a relationship. That wasn't a desire of mine. Um, it just wasn't. But so anyways, I opened up um, angel cards because I thought I was talking to God's angels like it's, it's massive deception. And I tell you, these things are so accurate. Um, and I, you know, um, with a friend of mine, I was uh, one of my best friends at the time. Um, she was into crystals. So she introduced me to crystals. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so I started, you know, getting healing crystals and all this stuff. So I had all these doors open already. Okay. So when you have that stuff open, you're giving access to the enemy. You're giving access to these demons and see unknowingly. And this is why I'm so passionate about sharing my story because a lot of people are unknowingly tapping into this stuff and it's pulling from a demonic realm and it, 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 you're inviting in all these demonic spirits. Okay. So anyways, back to the story. Um, I ended up having, um, so many dreams um, this guy got super, super obsessive, but like he, see with me personally, um, people pull me in with the emotional bait and I didn't have boundaries before. So whenever they would see me like kind of pull away, now I'm very loyal and very faithful, but like sometimes I'm tired. Okay. Like, cause I end up pouring out so much that I leave nothing left in me and I just, I'm just tired. So anyways, I start pulling away or whatever it is, or I'm just busy. There was one time that I was working five jobs. Like I worked 101 hours in a week. Like that was my life. You know, <clears throat> so anyways, um, I started having um, a lot of dreams. And one of my one of my dreams was actually him killing my best friend, the one that I said introduced me to Crystal. So that that was weird. Throwing her down the stairs, like killing, like it was just weird. Okay. Now I had another dream. 
of just the words spoken, spiritual awakening, spiritual awakening, spiritual awakening. Then I had another dream. It was him pinning me in a corner and then his face flashing into a mental institution and then back to normal, him into a mental institution, back to normal. Okay. And now this is the, this is the one that I was talking about in my first um, podcast about the flash drive when we kind of went separate ways and I was like, uh, you know, just whatever. He's like, I don't want to see you. Nothing. Just come pick up this flash drive. So I did. And, um, you know, it was, it was a bunch of softball pictures, just fun gatherings and whatnot. And I told you it was that love spill um, little thing on there. And I contacted him. I was like, what is that? He's like, oh, I just thought it was something cute. And me, I had no knowledge. Like, okay, like that's weird. Remember I said that, um, you know, I brought in my house and all of a sudden my dog was acting weird and like whatnot. So then I had to go when I, when literally Holy Spirit told me to go throw it out, I did. And my dog got all excited. Okay. Now another thing is, is a couple times um, when I came home from his house, I tell you, like my my niece was terrified of me. Like when I walked in, she like hid behind a couch, was terrified. That's because I, I had a transfer of spirits, you know, on me, being around that person, being in, you know, covenant and all the stuff that I had open. I had, you know, portals open, you know, because of the crystals, because of the angel cards, because of all that stuff, you know. Um, so anyways, um, the spiritual awakening dreams, and then I had sleep paralysis. I had a sleep paralysis when I had stayed over at my friend's house, so when they got me into crystals, I slept over at her house, and, um, sleep paralysis, I had such a heaviness on my chest, like, I mean, it was like a thousand pounds on my chest, um, and it was sleep paralysis. Okay, another time I had sleep paralysis at my parents' house, and I could see my whole room, okay, I could see, but I couldn't move. I could not turn on the light, I could, I, I was, like, paralyzed. And I literally could not even speak, but I literally thought, I thought, see the power of a thought, the power of the mind. I thought Jesus. And as I thought Jesus, I came out of it. Okay. So anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm at work. Okay. I'm, I'm bartending this night. And this, this guy comes in, he goes, you know, it's a Friday night. He goes, I wasn't going to come in, um, you know, but something kind of just drew me here. It's 10 o'clock. It's rainy out. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'll take care of, you know? Um, so I'm taking care of them and, um, he goes, you know, are you working, um, next week? And I said, well, you know, I can't give out my schedule, but if I'm here and you're here, like, I'll be happy to take care of you. You know, he goes, okay, I'm going to bring my family in on Tuesday. Okay. Well, I, I was working on Tuesday. He brings his family in and he handed me $700 in cash and he said, learn to receive. And I said, what? Of course, you know, anybody, anybody be crying and stuff, you know, all that stuff. So that was nothing but God, like, because I was kind of running low on money for my rent and stuff. Like it was just, you know, but the key words, learn to receive. See, I struggle with that. And that is where I'm always attracting these narcissists and stuff because I give out so much and I don't know how to receive. I'm just like, pour it out. Like somebody else has it worse, you know? And again, I have this like savior mentality and stuff. God had to deliver me from that. It is not healthy. And we are not God. God and you know what I'm saying you can't help people that don't want help all right so anyways this guy um, and he he has his own construction company and he says you know I, I like your work ethic and stuff like that he's like are you looking for another job and I said I could always add another job like I'm always open for opportunities like especially me like I love you know hands-on I love you know um, just that that type of work I love uh, personal training all that stuff just hands-on hard work all that stuff so I ended up working for this guy, construction renewal company. And within a couple um, weeks, I said, hey, I said, you know, I don't want to bring my outside stuff into work, but I got a question. I just was literally led to to open up to him. And so I was like, I'm not gossiping or anything, but just with this conversation, like this situation, what do you think of it? 
And his exact words was, he said, if you don't cut ties with this man, I will be at your funeral in six weeks. And I'm like, okay, see, again, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, you know, like I have no spiritual background of this stuff. Like you're, you're going to be at my funeral. Like, what did you just say to me? You know what I'm saying? Um, but we don't realize how powerful the spirit realm is. And again, when you're dealing with the narcissist, you cannot fight this battle in the natural. It is a spiritual battle. So again, when you are attacked by a narcissist, it is because you have something so powerful inside of you. Um, also, it is a principality trying to rob you of your identity. I didn't know my identity. Man, I was just I was just in the world, living life, like doing what I want, drinking five days a week, working five jobs, just a mess, okay? But I, I was I was happy. Well, supposedly I thought I was happy. Like I said, I was longing for that connection that I didn't know. I was homesick for my father in heaven. I was homesick to be one with him. Again, he leaves the 99 for the one, all right? Um, so anyways, um, so then I, you know, I ended up cutting ties with that guy. Um, and then the weirdest thing, when I went back out of the softball field the next year, um, he randomly bumped into me there and he handed me tickets to my nieces. See, people, people study you and they know what is, what's your heart? Like, what do you love? And he says, like nothing ever happened. Okay. He says, here, I bought tickets for your nieces and nephews. And I was like, okay, but Holy Spirit literally told me to throw them out. They're cursed. Like, like, do not take any gifts. So again, my other podcast, you got to throw out all gifts, everything. Again, they are, um, it's just a control thing and stuff like that. When I say you have to go no contact, I mean to go no contact. <laughs> it's not that I was in contact with him, uh, but I'm saying they're always trying to keep that door open. Hence, door open. Okay. So anyways, um, that that was that was that story that was just a nar a covert narcissist friend okay oh they also pull on your heartstrings so um during that one year when i was involved with him he would often and listen i i don't mean this in a bad way or a mean way but he ended up pulling the suicide card okay but he knows how that system works okay so he will check himself into a mental institution and he knows he'll get out in three days Okay, but in the meantime, when, when I don't know what's happening, I'm thinking that they're going to kill themselves because I'm telling them I'm backing away. I'm telling them like, I can't, like I am drained. I can't give any more. Like I, I, I can't, you know, they'd be like, oh my God, you're leaving me. Like, you know, all just, it, it's just, it's a, it's a game. You know, so they're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. I can't live without you. Again, the obsession. They they are obsessed with you. And again, it's not because so much of your looks. It's because of the anointing. They need that light. They need, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, um, they would pull that. And then, you know, I'd get pulled back in. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll just do better. Like, I'll, I'll just treat you nice or something. Not that I was ever really mean, but they do do, sometimes they do pull you out of character. And then, you know, you feel bad. As, as a normal person with empathy, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, um, stuff like that. Especially Especially us real sensitive people, whenever you go supernova, whoo, um, that's very dangerous. <laughs> that's uh, it's very powerful, but it's very very dangerous. Um, but anyways, so that was that. Okay, then um, fast forward. So that was 2015. So fast forward to 2017. Um, I get involved. Remind you, I've never been um, like in a relationship. Um, I started saying that I was. <laughs> Literally, long story short, I started saying, um, again, I didn't know my identity or anything like that. I started saying I was gay, I think in um, freshman year of college. 
it was just something like, ooh, I'm empowered. Like, yeah, I am. And But, it, but as Holy Spirit, you know, I stood in the secret place and he reveals itself to me. It was actually curses spoken of a family member. I'm not going to mention that family member's name. Um, but she's always been very, very jealous of me. So she would have parties and stuff like that. And all the guys would like me and not her. And not being mean, okay? Um, and so then she would spit these little lies. Well, my sister's just gay. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. So I see again, when you don't know your identity, you're taking on and you're wearing people's judgments, assumptions, all that stuff. And then it's like embedded in you. So then you just accept it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and one of the lies that I always used, used to believe was that I was born this way. Oh, I was just born gay. Like love is love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you to judge? Okay. I was that. And I felt so empowered, you know, love is love and da da da. Um, and that's the strongest deception there is. Um, and I know this is not going to be taken. Um, people, I'll probably get a lot of backlash from it, but that's okay. You know, again, this is my story. And if God, you know, delivered me, he can deliver you. And again, everybody's welcome to my table. I truly do love everybody, you know, with the love of Christ. But like, for real, my passion, compassion, like I love you guys. Um, so anyways, um, I came out that I was gay, but I still didn't even desire a relationship. I really wasn't even attracted to women. I was just something like an empowerment thing, you know? Um, so anyways, um, I started, I got involved with somebody um, in 2017 in the softball community, okay? Um, and my God, when I tell you that they knew me like a book, they knew me better than I knew myself. Oh, another thing is the enemy knows you better than you know yourself. So back with my guy friend, he used to always send me this song and I never understood it. Like, why are you sending me that? And it's called Read All About It. And there's a lyric in there and it says, um, you have the words to change a nation, but you're biting your tongue. Um, so the enemy right there wants to silence you. Okay, so in a carnal mind, in a worldly mind, you know, the people that are not tapped into the spirit, they're going to think that, oh, they're just cheering you on. They're saying, like, you're so powerful and, you know, just go forth with your word. But in reality, it's not. There's a subliminal message behind it. You know, they're telling you their assignment, you know. And, and as I said also in my first video that, you know, it's the same spirits, but seven times stronger when I got involved with this, this girl. Seven times stronger, okay? Oof. Um, so anyways, it was a lot harder to break free from it. Um, you do have to break the ungodly soul ties. You do have to throw out all the gifts and stuff like that. And you, you have to partner with the Holy Spirit to do this. Cause it's not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, um, that will bring true freedom. Like you cannot do this on your own and you can't do it by your power. You need God. Okay. Um, so anyways, I get involved with this person and their number one tactic I tell you right now is it happens with a lot of narcissists is, um, entanglement okay so this person lived with all of their exes okay well i don't want to say like all because they had many but they lived with two of their exes okay and but it's very deceiving okay so one minute they're with one then they break up and then you know then they they again it's that fuel so they start discarding and then they get their new fuel so then they become obsessed so then it was like again that obsession with me i'm like oh my god they, they really know me like a book like we are just hitting it off it's great i'm like yeah i'm gonna get married like because again as i stated in the beginning of this they do like future faking they move really 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 quick you know but also it's just the bait they never actually give you a, i mean they some can they do operate a little bit different but still got the same characteristics um 
you know, they, they, they will offer a ring or they will say, I want a marriage with you and I can picture all this stuff. And like, you're the one, like I've never met anybody like you and this and that. It's, it's, it's like a recycle. Okay. So it went from one X to the next X, X to me just and then we all hated each other at one time because they sold those seeds of discord it's gonna it's gonna pin you against the other person and all sorts of different things so it's all divided see satan's the main plan is to divide he hates unity and he hates all that stuff even though his kingdom is very organized i'm talking about like his assignment though is to divide so you know we were all best friends at one time and then we all like it was just all triangulation it was all like just uh entanglement Oh my gosh, it was a complete mess. Now you have to think of while you're in this mess though, you're still human. You still have emotions. You still have heartbreaks. You still get pulled in because again, they're psychologically trauma bonding you. It is like a drug. This is why I like it. It irks me so many times that people have not gone through this. It's not just a heartbreak. It is, it is a drug. Okay. So listen, people aren't born drug addicts. People aren't born strippers. They have such a deep pain and they, 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 they need that, that they need that fix. So hence they need the love bomb. They, they need that good, that good feeling. You know what I'm saying? And that's the tactic. Again, it's all calculated. So, um, so yeah, it was just, it was a constant battle and, um, you know, just the lies, the confusion. And then again, they want you to assume that they are cheating. So then you feel insecure and then it's a vicious cycle. You're like on a hamster wheel. You're on like a roller coaster. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. And what happens with your emotions? You're up, you're down, you're up, down. This is one thing that I constantly preach on. You have to get out of your emotions and into healing because you cannot be led by your emotions. See, unhealed trauma, the root word of trauma is wound. Okay. So you have these wounds open in your soul. A lot of times when we attract these narcissists is because we have open wounds from our childhood. I'm not saying your mama and daddy were like bad to you or anything like that. In some cases, yes, they could have been. But it could be just from your bloodline. You know what I'm saying? You have these wounds open and you never got into that healing. You never went into the wilderness with the father. You never, you know, got intimate with the one. You know, I often preach on this too. Into me, you see, because I ain't about a religion. I ain't about no rituals, none of that stuff. I'm about an intimate relationship with Jesus. So it's into me, you see, intimacy. I was once blind, but now I could see. I was once in the world, but now I could see because I came out amongst them. And that is the ultimate goal by sharing the stories for you to come out amongst them and to break these ties um you know and then just share your story and then it's like a domino effect you share your story give somebody else courage and give somebody else courage and like come on that's hope that's love that's freedom and and that's your portion that is your portion okay a lot of us are settling and we don't know our value again we don't know our identity all this stuff so anyways while you're in the relationship with the narcissist i'm telling you like the 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 mind games um, the psychological like just they just destroy you and the lies like you can't even defend yourself again as i said in my first episode the characteristics of it it talks in confusion and you got to think it's in the spirit realm so these are demonic forces so now listen so there was a friend that i was friends with since i was three years old okay um in and out of each other's life like we just touch base pick up where we left off like you know what i'm saying so i got back in contact with her and she was going through a rough time she she was pregnant at the time and you know um i don't know if she just she was getting a divorce too or something like that and she goes angel i just need help like can you help me pack and move and you know so we got moving trucks helped her move into i think a hotel and then it was moving to an apartment then it moved into a house like it was in a, in a matter of a couple months all of this on top of me working all these jobs like I was drained again like I just always give I had no boundaries okay so anyways my girlfriend at the time it was never official okay that's one thing that was it was hidden okay 
Um, because in reality, I guess she was actually in a relationship with somebody else and that was a known relationship. So I was hidden. So uh, it's like, it was just the most bizarre thing ever. And I can't believe I ever lowered my standards to that or even accepted that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my God, it just showed me where my soul was and, um, how much I thought little of myself, you know, but anyways, so anyways, my um, girlfriend at the time, you know, says, why don't you just have, I have an extra bedroom. Why don't you just have your friend come on over, see if she likes the house, likes us, and she can just move here. So I did. Um, <laughs> well, when I first walked in, uh, my girl at the time texted me and says, why are you, like, something's off. Like, what's wrong? And I said, honestly, I'm just tired. Like, I, I worked 12 hours, and then I was up till 5 a.m., you know, packing this truck, packing stuff up, cleaning, deep cleaning, all this. Because I did I did everything. When, I, when I'm when i given a job, I do with the spirit of excellence. You know, not perfection like like that, no, but I just take pride in my work. Like, I'm a very hard worker and whatever. So I was just, I just told her I was tired. She goes, no, there's something different. I was like, okay, well, I don't know. So we go back to just hanging out, just getting to know each other, da-da-da. And then... My friend, the one that I was friends with since I was three, she texted me. She goes, my baby is kicking and there's something off. And she goes, can we go? And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I guess. Okay. So then my girlfriend texted me and she goes, why don't you, this is wild. She goes, why don't you just leave your phone in here, go to the car, pretend you're leaving. And then when you go to the car, come back in and say, um, you know, that you forgot your phone. And so when I go back in, she'll go back out. So again, um, long story short, just to make it, to bring some clarity, um, I was oppressed by the Jezebel spirit. I didn't have the Jezebel spirit. I was oppressed by it uh, because I was in covenant with my girlfriend. Okay, I was in covenant. So I was under her demonic forces. She was grooming me to be a puppet of hers, okay? Just like the other two exes, they're, they're puppets of hers. And so anyways, um, I did just that. I left my phone in the house. I went out to the car and I was like, oh, I forgot my phone. And so this just goes to show you how powerful the spiritual realm is and that the influence you have. Like unknowingly, I just did what she told me, okay? And so then I went... Um, I went back or inside uh, inside the house and when I went inside she came outside and she first started well she was really really nice to my friend she goes you know thanks for being such a great friend to Angel like she really needs you know good people and this and that da 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 and then then it turned to the worst why are you trying to date her mind you this girl was pregnant and stuff like that you know and it turned for the worst. There was, then I get into like screaming, fighting. So I go back out there. Jesse's calling the cops. And she goes, Angel, um, she goes, I hope to God I'm crazy. She goes, because if I'm not, you're in big trouble. And I said, I don't know what that means. And she goes, what was at my car was not human. And I said, okay. Like, I, again, I have no spiritual knowledge. Um, I don't know what's happening and I thought just, or I thought my friend was crazy. Okay, I thought I thought she was crazy. So I literally cut her out of my life. Like you're crazy. Went back into the house. Um, I saw my girlfriend at the time uh, uh, levitate and and speak um, uh, devilish tongues. And I only know it's devilish tongues because Holy Spirit has revealed that to me later on when I cut all this stuff off and, you know, got into his presence and he gave me all these revelations and brought this stuff back up. So she levitated and did these devilish tongues, okay? And I often notice even like throughout the few years we were together and stuff that she would zone out. She's fully, she's fully possessed. She's not just oppressed, okay? Um, she doesn't believe in God, none of that stuff. Um, she's a high-ranking witch. She literally has... Um, 
demonic altars to kill me, um, all sorts of different things, um, just just crazy stuff, literally stealing identity. That's that's a topic for another day. Um, so it's pretty heavy, and like I said, these spirits are seven times stronger. So, anyways, um, long story short, um, there was a there was a time where my girlfriend says, "Hey." This was before I cut the other friend off. But she said, hey, I think I need to start taking, like, my medicine again. I said, okay, like, cool. Like, what's it for? And she texted me. I didn't feel led to look into it, like, what it is, none of my business, okay? But later on, when I cut that person off, Holy Spirit literally told me to go look up the medicine. And it was for a severe schizophrenia. Again, this is not to... Angel, you're being mean to people that suffer mental illness. No. Um, there. I believe that there is a difference um, with, you know... Um, a lot of this stuff okay so again this is part of my story this is how god has revealed this to me the schizophrenia is like you put both your hands together and it's a whole cluster of demons it's multi like it's not multi-personality it's multi-spirits and i've also had dreams to confirm this too you know um and stuff like that so severe schizophrenia manic all that stuff so you're dealing with this but you're also dealing with a narcissist okay they are fallen angels they are um, a legion of demons like I said it's not just Jezebel it's a Leviathan it's this this the six uh, or the seven deadly sins all of this stuff okay um, I don't take this stuff lightly like I said so it's an assignment okay so anyways um, I ended up stuff was starting to click and make sense I ended up calling my friend back the one that I cut off and I said you are so right okay and then come to find out I was always kind of as I look back I was always put on a schedule like that she could only see me between like a couple hours the carnal mind people would be like, oh, well, they're going way out of their way just to see you, just to, just to love you. No, it was an assignment. Like, okay, I got fuel number one at two o'clock. I got fuel number two at five o'clock. I got, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's just to get fuel. And come to find out, this person did like, you know, massages and stuff like that. But that's how she got her money. Um, it, was, it was sickening. And then she ended up showing me conversations between an old friend she ended up calling this person a stalker but um, we know that there's a deeper meaning behind that because this guy wanted her to be his beneficiary all that stuff again i'm not holding anybody's past against them i'm not condemning them i'm just saying this is how the story was revealed to me and what she has showed me and stuff like that it's not to expose all their business i'm just saying like this is what i'm saying and when you have sex with multiple people you are literally creating a soul tie so can you imagine you have all these people that you're having whether it's oral sex or whatever kind of sex and again, just because they're gay, they will sleep with anything and anyone, okay? Especially narcissists. They need fuel. And they hold, they use sex as um, as fuel, as uh, control, as dominance, you know? It creates a soul tie. So you want to know why you can't get enough for this person. The sex ain't that good. It's just, it's soul tie, okay? It, it, it's like, again, think of it in the spirit of like um, a spider web. And you're every time like it, it's wrapping you in its web so then it's like you're a mummy wrap and then before like i said it's going to create so much dysfunction you can't even see then everything is distorted and you're just consumed and then you end up literally i'm not being extreme but like you end up wanting to kill yourself or um you're spiritually die you're not going to want to pray anymore you're not going to want to reach to god and this is exactly kind of what happened you know there was many times that she and again it would always happen at like the midnight hour um like i said Leviathan often works the midnight hour they start fights or just questions or or anything like that so there was many times that you know she knew I just gave my life to Christ um and stuff like that so she knew I was like set on fire for God and this and that um she wasn't knocking it at first but slowly but surely she was doing subliminal messages she goes so she goes um so you're you're 
so your nieces aren't even first like the things that i loved like you know what i'm saying like you know i'd always say like i would i, I would just lay my life down for these people like i love them i love hard i love passionately like god has made me that way and i'm grateful for it i said to have boundaries you know and so they'd be like so no angel first no no and i said no like god is first like nobody is above god like god is first and she got mad she goes now we just have three football fields um <laughs> between us like i can't do that and I'm like, look, like, okay, I, you know, I respect that you don't believe in God, but you should respect that I believe in God. You know, I ain't forcing Jesus on you. Again, even with these podcasts, I'm not forcing Jesus on anybody. Again, I, I respect that, you know, not everybody's a believer. Um, I'm just here to share my story and how God has literally snatched me and, you know, like just his amazing grace, power, love, um, everything, you know. So um, there was little digs like that and stuff like that. Um and then just the torment. So then um, I got back in contact. So now listen, Je uh, my friend, the, the one that I was friends with since I was three years old, uh, I got back in contact. She goes, Angel, she goes, you need, to, you need to stop being in contact with this person. Like, you're going to die. And she goes, I'm getting a lot of warfare, you know, because of this. And you're being disobedient, and which is true. You know, like God will use anybody to, to intercede for you and stuff like that. And um and it was bringing a lot of warfare. So I ended up lying to my friend. I was like, all right, I'm out of contact with her. I understand. But you got to think it's an addiction. What do, what do drug addicts do? Most of them lie. And they have enablers and stuff like that. But they do lie. And so I, I was addicted to this person. You know, I, you know, um, and it was a trauma bond. It was the soul ties. It was all that stuff. So she was like, you need to cut ties. So I ended up lying. I was like, yeah, I cut ties. And she goes, and then something would happen to her. And then she'd be like, you did it, and you lied to me. So then she cut me off for a little bit. Then we got back in contact. Again, it was just chaos. It was nothing but chaos and dysfunction and all that stuff, you know. Um, so then after that, um, she said, she goes, um, I think you need to get prayed over. And I said, okay, I don't even know what that means. She goes, my parents used to go to somebody that was, you know, used to preach at a church and stuff. Now she does stuff, you know, in her basement, Bible studies and stuff like that. So we scheduled an appointment and I went, okay, now this is, this is a little scary. So I went one night and as soon as I walk in, her husband was like terrified of me, like terrified of me. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is weird. So like, I never worshiped before. I never been to a Bible study before. So I was like, I am uncomfortable. Like, is this why they're staring at me? Like, you know, so service goes on and they're like, anybody want to get prayed over? And um, her husband calls me over and says, hey, you need to get prayed over. And I was like, okay, well, let me ask my friend because she has a kid and, you know, it's late and stuff like that. And I drove with her. And so I went and I, I told her, hey, you know, can I get prayed over? Um, you know, she goes, well, my kid, you know, it's past his bedtime, but let me go drop him off at my parents' house and I'll come back and pick you up. So um, now, now before this, when I got back in contact with my friend, she told me these words. She says, look up the 30 characteristics of Jezebel. And I said, who? Like, who's Jezebel? So I did, and come to find out, it was my ex, like, 2AT. Like, I, I, you can, it's textbook. Like, it fits like a puzzle. You can't make it up, okay? So anyway, so now back to the praying um, part. So um, she went to go drop her kid off and then came back. And I said, I said, but I don't know what I'm getting prayed over. She goes, just tell him I think I'm going through spiritual warfare. So I did. Um, I said, hey, I said, um, I think I'm going through spiritual warfare. And immediately she said Jezebel. And the people in the room says Jezebel. So Holy Spirit, one thing about Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will always confirm, right? So they said Jezebel. Then they said um, that I had um, an octopus spirit around my soul. It was taking my soul, suffocating my emotions, and taking my voice. 
um, now, and then everyone's like, you need to heed this warning. Her husband says, you, um, this is very serious and you need to heed the warning and you need to go into hiding. And I said, what? Hiding? Like, what does that mean? Uh, but he's literally like, uh, do your parents know? And I said, no, like, I, you know, like, I don't even know what's happening. Um, and then she said, um, she said, um, she said the devil, the devil himself literally ran upstairs. So a year later when I got the revelation to God, I was like, God, is that, but the devil is not omnipresent. He's not all knowing, all seeing, all hearing. Like he's got his minions and stuff like that. And he goes, daughter, he said the, the devil specifically, Satan was after you. Okay. So again, when I tell you that you are, um, and when you're attacked by a covert narcissist, these are high ranking demons. This just tells you how big your destiny is inside of you. This is why the attack happened right before I walked into my kingdom destiny, before I walked into my kingdom identity, before I walked into, you know, my kingdom marriage and stuff that's about to come forth and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it's just a lot, you know, and then, um, so she said the devil just ran upstairs i was like oh my gosh so then i had to go into hiding and at this time i cut my girlfriend off at this time um but i didn't block her during the prayer though i had to literally i had a hundred messages like blown on my phone because the demons know that i'm going towards christ okay i didn't get my life to christ yet but i was going towards that way you know so of course they're they're mad they're all alarmed you know what i'm saying plus satan was just in the room so there was heavy, heavy warfare after that. Um, all right, so after I got prayed over, um, it was heavy, heavy warfare, okay? Um, now listen, when I, I was not equipped, I had no idea about spiritual warfare, no how, no idea how to fight, but I tell you, um, thank God for God. You know, um, and I, I was thankful for my friend too because um, she has helped me tremendously, you know, backed up with scripturally, gave me, gave me, you know, how to fight in the spirit and stuff like that. Um, but I tell you what I, um, speaking of the octopus spirit, and I want, I want to kind of break it down to you for a little bit. Um, you got to think of the octopus spirit in the natural. Okay. It's got a lot of tentacles and, um, on those tentacles, it's got suction cups. So its main goal is to dissipate your anointing. Hence, steal what is yours, what is rightfully yours. You're doing an exchange. So it wraps around its soul. It wraps around your soul. It's literally, again, we're in a war. It's a battle for your soul. Um, so, and it's the Marine Kingdom. So not only it, it suffocates you and stuff, um, it distorts your vision. It distorts everything. It is so wicked. And you have to literally cut all tentacles off. Like you have, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then also... Not only that, it comes with other spirits. It comes with the python spirit that suffocates. Hence, it was suffocating my emotions um, and it was taking my voice. Jezebel always wants to silence your voice. Um, but any the kingdom of darkness just wants you to silence your voice. That's why I say it's so important to open up your voice. I like to think of it as like this. When you open up and you um, share your, your story, it's like a flashlight. So as you're shining light into someone's pit, you're shining light into somebody's darkness. So it is very, I just encourage everybody to share their story and go forth. But the python spirit is there to suffocate you. It's to squeeze the life out of you. Hence, how many times have I told you I was literally giving myself, uh, I was killing myself for these people and I had nothing left in me. And I just kept giving, I just kept giving until I literally was bedridden. I was sick all the time. 
you know, and then it was um, obviously suffocating voice. And then also God gave me so many dreams too. Like as I look back, he was always there. He dropped the word empathy. And I said, God, I said, but I got empathy. And he goes, yeah, but the enemy's after that. Hence, you only have so much good left in you. I'm taking it. Because they take your qualities and then they go get that other fuel. Okay. And then another few things that I just want to share with you guys is, see, I had to learn the hard way. I got super excited when I saw something. I was like, oh my gosh, now, you know, you can do deliverance and or you need deliverance and, and stuff like that. I was just ignorant. And, um, so there was a couple times she sent me pictures and her eyes were black. Oh my gosh. They were black. And I called it out. I said, I said, Hey, I said, what's wrong with your eyes? You know? Um, and, and right away she, um, went and it like, it turned off. Like she took another picture and her eyes were back to like completely normal. Um, and stuff like that. Black is usually a possession. They are, you know, they are possessed. Again, they are not followers of Christ. They are sent on assignment. They are Satan's children. I don't mean this in a, in a harsh way. I don't mean this in a mean way. Um, it's just, it is what it is. Okay. So, and then oftentimes I saw like demons in her eyes and God showed me one time. I have pictures um, to prove it as well. Not that I have to prove myself like God is God is my defender, you know, but just for some people to believe that the supernatural is real and, and demons are real, witchcraft is real, spells are real. So I saw like three demons in her eyes and then right before um, I went out and I was uh, grocery shopping and the above uh, part of the sky was pitch black and the rest was beautiful. Uh, but in that pitch black, um, it has three little demons, the same demons that were in her eyes. I still have not got the complete revelation of what he was showing me. Um, but yeah, there's many, and then there, I had many dreams of, you know, I, I pictures too of like knives in her eyes, stuff like that, snakes in her eyes, um, because I'm telling you, these people come with like legions of demons, uh, but they don't want deliverance. I have actually called it out and asked them and everything, and they don't want it. Um, sometimes they'll pretend that they want it and this and that, but they truly don't. Um, again, because they are usually high ranked witches. So they got that control and that's something that they never had. That's what I'm saying. Like nar narcissists come from a lot of trauma. They lacked that control. They never had control. So now they tap into witchcraft. They tap into all this demonic stuff and it gives them control. But listen, that stuff has, you have authority. When you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have authority over all that stuff. Okay. So yes, those things have powers. Yes, they're accurate. It's all from a demonic realm and it's going to bring nothing but destruction. It's going to bring nothing but torment. I have tapped into that stuff. I have tapped into the crystals. I have tapped into the angel cards. Nothing but more torment, okay? Your true freedom, your true wholeness, your true authority, everything is in, found in Jesus Christ, period. There is no other God. There is no other source. It is Jesus Christ alone, okay? But anyways, um, so that was that was very um that, that was a lot and plus there was many times um actually another divon connection um somebody randomly messaged me and they weren't facebook friends with me or anything at that time and they said uh this may sound weird but somebody you know has a leviathan spirit and i said what is a leviathan spirit like what is that <laughs> you know um and they they and actually when she said that two names came to my mind my friend, my ex best friend, and my girlfriend. Um, and she said, you know, send me a picture of the two. And I did. And she goes, that one, that one has a Leviathan spirit. And she goes, you need to cut ties. Literally at that exact second, it was like three in the morning at that exact second, my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend showed up at my house and was messaging me. I had this person blocked, but again, I could still see the messages. And when I tell you, you can, you could always, um, figure out like the multi different spirits talking like in one conversation, it's multiple people, but all about the one conversation. It's like the most bizarre thing ever. 
Um, but they're like, they her her words were like, hey, I'm here. I have a ring for you. I have a hotel for you. Like, it, because they live in a fantasy world. You got to think, narcissists always think fantasy. All fantasy. They're in a fantasy world. Um, a different reality. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's nothing but fantasy. It's like a make-believe life, okay? Again, a double life. A, they live a double life. And so she literally kept saying, aren't you proud of me? I made it here in 30 minutes. I got a hotel. I got a ring for you. We're going to get married. And this is when I had her blocked. Like she knows I'm not talking to her, you know. Um, and God literally, like my friend was interceding for me and stuff like that. I ended up calling one of my other prayer friends and stuff. And they were interceding for me. And, you know, like thank God for, you know, God and God's angels. They were literally all surrounding me. And I said, I'm not, I was so terrified. I literally slept with the lights on for probably like six months. I was terrified, you know. Um, and it literally, God was saying that, that that was literally death at your doorstep. If I would open the door, I would have died. I don't know if that means a spiritual death or a natural death, okay. Um, again, so I, I cut all ties and this and that. Now, listen they do play mind games after all this happened um you end up getting these blocked uh blocked number calls they you know then you answer and they hang up you get multiple fake profiles trying to add you on facebook um again they are obsessed with you okay but now if you discarded them and they didn't discard you oh that is the biggest blow to their ego again they're very very insecure so when they don't see it coming and you just discard and close them out they are fuming again they are very vengeful people um so they are mad um so anyways there was a couple times um that that, that always happened i had multiple hundreds of calls hundreds of calls and then there was a time i'm going to get into this a little later um well actually i'll go this way so now listen not everybody's a Jezebel, okay? And I know when I, I know there's gonna be a little confusion when I go forth. I hope there's no confusion, but I know how people are gonna interpret it sometimes. Um, so not everybody's a Jezebel. And usually when somebody is calling everybody a Jezebel, they are probably the Jezebel, okay? So this was an eight year battle for me, okay? From 2015 to 2022, this was an eight year battle, okay? So um, now, as I look back and the, the revelation God has given me, so my friend that was, I was friends with since I was three years old, okay? Um, I was always drained around her, oh, like always, okay? Now one thing, um, again, I, I, I'm being honest, I had a lot of doors open. I ended up um, being on Adderall. Um, I got prescribed through her doctor, just paid cash, didn't even have to take a test, just ask for what I want, and they give you what you want. So I ended up being addicted to Adderall. I first tried it out in the softball field, um, and then I liked it, and then I got prescribed it, and then um, stuff like that. So I was addicted to that and stuff, um, and there was a couple times that I went to the doctor, and it was crazy, but in the doctor's office, I heard these lyrics, and my girlfriend at the time, you know, took me to the doctor's office, and I heard in the in the in the waiting room, um, you're sitting with the devil. You're sitting with the devil. So, whether that means that the doctor was the devil in flesh, but I'm pretty sure it was my girlfriend because, again, the devil ran upstairs when I was getting prayed over the octopus spirit. They said it, you know, was coming from her, and stuff like that. So, um, I again, I don't take this stuff lightly, and and I want you to know that uh, spiritual uh, spiritual warfare demons are real. So, and God was always warning us, but I still, I, I still um, would go back because it was an addiction, you know, and they're very, the narcissists are very patient. Even if you got out of character and stuff, I mean, it is going to be used against you most definitely. Everything will be used against you. Um, but <laughs> they, um, 
Uh, it's just, it, it's just, a, it's crazy. I, you can't even make this stuff up, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I've had many signs from God saying, you know, you're sitting with the devil. You are with the devil. The eyes turning black, you know, the the levitating, the the demonic tongues. Even there was a couple times that I opened the door too early at my house. I, I, she was, she was coming over. And I opened the door too early and I saw her levitate, you know, but I thought it was crazy. I was like, I didn't just see that, you know, or when I see her zone out or her, I actually seen her face shape shift into a man. Like literally it was actually during a softball tournament. Um, and we were out of state and uh, we went to the beach to go talk again at the midnight hour. And um, I seen the shape shift and I, I, I was like, nope, nope. I didn't see that. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I, you know, I thought I was crazy. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's true. Shape shifting, all that stuff. So, um, so anyways, there was multiple times that I kept going back. Um, and then I did make a promise to her and I said, okay, you know, like they're very sneaky. They're very patient and they try to slowly love bomb you. They're like, oh, you know, they'll even say sorry, but just to gain control. It's not a real true pure sorry or something like that. Okay. It's just to pull you back in. Um, especially when they know that you are catching on to them. Now, either when they know you're catching on, they will discard you so fast and never ever, you know, when they know that you know that you know, like 100% and you are strong enough to like, you know, whatever, they, they will discard you. But when they know that you're weak and you get pulled in emotionally and that they'll use that emotional bait, um, they're just going to say sorry just to gain control, okay? So, um, there was times, like I said, everybody was telling me, Angel, stop, like, you need, you need to stop, you're going to die, you know, um, and I just, I, I, I wouldn't listen. I would go back. And I made the promise until this last time. Um, and I, I thought I was creating peace, okay? I literally was like, you know, um, we're not dating. There is no us. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was so many times I started getting conviction. There was a time that we were in her car and she, you know, wanted, you know. And I, I had tears crying in my eyes and I said, God, I said, no, like this, I had such a conviction and I was like, no, this can't happen. Like, don't do it. Now, I'm not saying she raped me or anything like that. Like, no, but, but like I had such conviction and I was crying, but I had no voice. I had no voice. I, I could not speak, you know, so this is what I'm saying. Jezebel wants you to be mute and stuff like that, but thank God for conviction. Thank God for Holy Spirit and stuff. And then it was just, you could just tell like God was literally shutting that door. Even if I wasn't shutting it, he was slamming that door shut again, like that. That rejection is for your protection. God will leave the nine and off for the one. Again, you do have free will, but God literally, he will try hard. You know, he, he's always knocking at the door of your heart, you know? Um, so that was that. Um, and so now back, now, 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 another thing is Jezebel, not everybody's Jezebel, like I just said, okay? But as God was revealing stuff to me, I was always so tired when I was around my friend, like so exhausted, even though I was on Adderall and I was getting worn out and stuff like that. I was just overdrive. Okay. But you got to think when you're in a, your body's full of trauma, you're always on that fight or flight mode. Okay. And, um, so anyways, I had a dream about, um, my friend and I looked over to her and I said, Hey, I said, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, yeah. It's just my heart issue. Like I'm good. And I said, uh-uh. I said, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I'm good. I said, I said these exact words. I said, um, if you don't get deliverance, you're going to die. And then, you know, a couple conversations with the last couple months, the last few months that I was in contact with her, you know, God was revealing. And she actually had dreams about seven, seven um, principalities that are after her. 
Um, but she has a lot of doors open. There was a lot of pride and stuff like that. She thought she was God. She thought that she could fight all this stuff in her own power. Like, again, it's just doors open. It's pride. That pride thing is so ugly. You know, we are nothing without God. And we need to know that. We need to humble ourselves. We need to decrease so we can increase. But again, bloodline, generational strongholds, all that stuff. That's why you got to sit with the Father. And so he can reveal the stuff. So you can come out of agreement with all this stuff and get into your freedom. Um, but anyways, um... So God told me to literally cut all ties, you know, with this person. I was like, God, another one? I said, no. I said, I literally, and I, I was straight up with God. I said, God, you're crazy. I said, no. I said, maybe I'm the one that's crazy. Like, not not all. These cannot be major principalities against me. Like, there, there's no way. I'm surrounded by them. I said, this isn't, this, this is not normal and this is not okay. Like, what am I doing wrong, God? Like, what is it? And da da da. So I I obeyed and I, I cut ties with her. And uh, again, I could still see the text messages. So this is this story is gonna be crazy. But there's one time she texted me and she just wanted me randomly, like nothing ever happened, okay? And she asked me if I could babysit her kids. And I obviously was blocked and whatever. And God literally told me to add up the numbers of the date that she texted me. And um, I did. And I don't do numerology or angel numbers. All that stuff is demonic, okay? Um, but he led me to the, the meaning of that number, and it meant death. So if I would have said yes, again, it would have meant death. So first you got the, the death, the Leviathan in the middle of the night that showed up in my house that God says if you open that door, it means death. Okay, because I was being disobedient. I kept opening and closing, opening and closing, going back, da da da, back and forth, back and forth. And I was being disobedient. And so, like, how many times is God going to be like, hey, death is at your door? So that was that. And the other death was um, with the, the guy friend that if you don't cut ties, I'm going to be at your funeral in six weeks, okay? And then now with my, my other best friend since I've known since I was three. So it meant death, okay? So I didn't, I didn't obviously babysit and none of that stuff. Well, she's blocked, okay? So now fast forward to this past summer, okay? Again, they hoover, <laughs> Not saying she was hoovering, but just in general, I forgot to go over this topic, hoovering. Um, when you do a discard, they do a discard. Trust me, they are hoovering. And if they are not hoovering, they're doing it to, um, it's like called a reverse hoover. So they want you to be tormented in your mind and be like, I'm not even worth a hoover. Because again, it's like the addiction. So like you question yourself. So then you're going to become so obsessed in your mind and then you're going to reach out to them you know what i'm saying and then that opens the door they'll be like see i knew you couldn't you couldn't live without me see i knew it you know what i'm saying psychological things so they will hoover um they will like you know they're actually always watching you that's what i'm saying they have flying monkeys that's why like with with me what god had to do he literally had to isolate me from the softball community from he actually put me in a whole season of isolation you know um i'll get into that in a little bit but um so anyways um the hoovering and then what happened with just or my my friend is she okay so this past summer right she ended up getting in contact with my sister and i was like that's weird because i had her blocked right so she can't get in contact with me so she reached out to my sister and she said hey she goes you know can you deliver this message to angel i'm about to get baptized i would love for her to be there da 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 
Okay, but Holy Spirit, when my sister gave me the message, I was like, uh-uh, like, no. Like, because a lot of these principalities, especially Jezebel, they will, be, they will pretend that they're really religious or that they're giving their life over to Christ or or whatever, and they're really, really serious this time and stuff. Um, but uh, unfortunately, it's just lies, again. And this girl, the one that I was friends with since I was three, is a pathological liar. Like, and, I, and, they, and they know this. I grew up with her family. I've had many talks, like, with her family, you know, with, with the lying and... Um, all that stuff, the pride, the, everything, like, they were like my second family, okay, um, so it's not like anything is not out in the open, okay, so, um, so that was weird, so then all of a sudden, uh, the next day, she messed with my sister again, it was like, hey, I'm getting, you know, it's this day, um, so I'm out for a walk, right, and my sister texted me, she goes, uh, Jesse, or your friend just, your, your friend just, um, your friend just uh, pulled up and I said, pulled up who? Like, who's coming over? And she said, you know, so-and-so, da-da-da, like, they're getting baptized. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not, go like, I'm not going. And my sister said that, like, she was, like, trembling, like, like, shaking, trembling and, and stuff like that. So, anyways, I'm like, well, okay. This is, I said, well, what kind of car? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm out walking. And last time, you know, God says if I open the door, it means death. So, I, I'm going to book it from this person, you know. Um, so, anyways, I'm out walking. All of a sudden, I was like, I see this, like, this car that's not usual in our, in our, in our area, and I texted him, I said, I said, is it, is it this, this, and this, this model with this kind of color, I said, I, I really feel that that's that, and she goes, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, so then I, I see them backing up, like, they clearly saw me backing up, Holy Spirit said, jump in that uh, subdivision, and I was like, but God, I said, I don't know, um, this subdivision, I, I don't, I don't go this way, he says, get in that subdivision now, and I'm like, oh my gosh! So there's no way. So they 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 clearly saw me because they're reversing, right? I jump in the subdivision, and they're and so I hop on the phone with my best friend, and I call them, and I'm like, yo, I was like, somebody from my past is, is like literally they're at my house, and now they're here. Like I have no idea what's happening. I haven't been in contact, da da da, you know. And so I go in the subdivision, I turn left, and this this car, this this truck, their truck, literally, it's like as I'm on the phone, um, literally this person, the, the the person turns right, and I'm left. How could they not see me? It was a summer day. I'm in bright clothes. I know they saw me because they literally reversed back and entered into the sub. You know what I'm saying? And literally on the phone, me and my best friend spoke at the same time. And we're like, that was literally um, supernatural protection. See, God will confuse your enemies. And literally that meant death. Again, when I tell you that, and I'm not paranoid. Like, oh, everybody's after Angel. Everybody's a Jezebel. No, not at all. Again, this is just my story. And it's so crazy because the stuff fits like a puzzle, right? So... Yeah, that was that was crazy, and um, I have not been in contact with any of them until um, this day. And then you know it's so crazy because when I went inside and I ended up telling my mom the story, she's very prophetic, and she you know, and um, she literally spoke these words. She goes, "You know, she has an assignment out to kill you," and I about died. I was like. That's what I just talked to my best friend about. I said, it's literally here to kill me. I said, that one, you know, with my best friend, if, if you know, if you don't cut ties, you're going to, I'm going to be at your funeral in six weeks. You know, the Lafari thing, I'm at your house that, you know, then the number with my other best friend, you know, that number means death. And then now this, like, it has an assignment out to kill you. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? And again, it's all these, it's the same principalities. And it's all narcissists, okay? Now, I'm not saying everybody's narcissists either, okay? But I know that this is specifically my lane to expose this stuff um, and whatnot and to help and to be a voice for the voiceless because this stuff is very, very real. And honestly, the hand that is on humanity 
is narcissism, okay? So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty heavy. So, again, like, you have to go no contact. Um, you have to. And, and, and now what I'm going to say is, like, God will pull you um, in a season uh, up to the wilderness, okay? And you know how you hear that, you know, write the vision, make a plan. So, I have done that. You know what I'm saying? I have wrote the vision, made a plan for all the plans that he has for me, um, you know, but um, he he told me, he, I went to the store one day, and you know the automatic doors where you go up to it and it opens up, but this one wasn't opening up, and God says, go up to that door and open, you know, with your hands, open it up, I said, okay, and he says, now listen, he said, I need you to write the vision, make a plan, I said, but God, I did, you know, I did, and he says, no, I want you to write the vision, and make it plain for your freedom, a vision for freedom. And I said, I didn't even think of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking like big plans, like, okay, God, like, you know, for an appointed time, da-da-da. And he says, okay, now you open this door. I open the door. You put your hands on it, and you opened it. So now walk through it. And he said, now when you walk through it, take off the coat. It's hot, right? So you got to take off your coat now. Um, you're inside the building. Take off your coat. And he says, so it's taken off your old. He said, all that old is gone. And you're walking into the new. I opened a door for your freedom. No more bondage. No more No more um, chains. No nothing. Now, it is a process. that is not a one and done deal. Now, listen. Time does not heal. Okay? Healing takes time. And it's what you do in that time of healing. It's, it's being intentional with, you know, the healing. It's what you do. So, God, when he says, you know, if he gives you the vision, he will give you the provision. Okay. So he literally took me off my job. He took me off um, out of the softball world. He took me off. Um, he cut everybody out of my life. Now, listen, just because they're cut out of my life does not mean they're all bad people. Okay. Um, sometimes God just needs you with the journey in Jesus and he needs you literally at his feet and to surrender so he can start, um, revealing the heart issues, revealing why you were trapped in these narcissists, revealing all that stuff. And listen, like when I tell you he that began a good work, um, is faithful to finish it. He is faithful and he is not like man that he shall lie. You know, he said, write the vision, make it plain for your healing. Visualize. I'm a big person about visualization. Okay. So you have to visualize yourself. And um, like when I say I never lacked, it may not be like the overflow and the abundance that I said, but like, my God, my heart is so grateful. And guess what? A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. And God is doing miracles in my life. Now he's like birthing so much. I'm now walking in to who he has called me to be. You know what I'm saying? And it's such, it, there's so much freedom where before I was just, um, I was so wounded and so lost. And again, um, unhealed trauma is the devil's playground. So I had so many wounds that I had no idea that I even had opened because I was just structured. That My mind was one mindset. It was a small capacity. It was just one mindset. You know what I'm saying? And I was just letting the devil just use me as a puppet string and stuff all the time. So, um, yeah, but he definitely, he definitely provided there's never been any lack. I've always had shelter. I had actually, uh, like, I had more than I could even think of, you know what I'm saying? So then I entered into that season of the wilderness and the fire, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I always preach on this too, like, you know, you're a diamond in the rough that there's treasure in the trial, that, that you know, we are, we are supposed to be made into the image of Christ. Like, my main goal, my main passion is to burn for Christ and for them to see Christ in me, okay? So I always pick the diamond because the diamond is the most precious gemstone out there. Why? Because of the fire that it has to endure. And if you break down and endure, it means to stand firm through the suffering. So yeah, you suffer, but you're going to experience his glory, okay? Um, 
He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And also seek first the kingdom of God and all righteousness will be added on to you. When you seek the heart of God, everything, everything else will come. And he will make that crooked path straight. So you may have been, again, I told you this was an eight-year battle, okay? It probably didn't have to be that long. Um, but I, I like, like, but, but what the devil meant for evil, God turned off for my good. Like, wholeheartedly turn it off for my good, you know? Um, and so... Again, like just he, he listen and don't be dismissive to Holy Spirit because I, it, I don't think it had to be an eight year battle. But listen, I kept going back. Um, it was that addiction. But listen, if God could free me and he could re um, recreate my neural pathways, recreate my frontal lobe, restructure my mindset. Oh, my gosh. Like he can do it for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I just again I just am a voice to the voiceless and I don't take these topics light it is a form of domestic violence it is very it is abuse um, but you are a warrior and that's why you were attacked by this narcissist so again we need to come together and use our voice and to push back this darkness and rise up and know that we have that authority in us so these these crystals and all these these demons yeah they got power cool but you know what they don't have look the battle is real but so is my god right my the battle is real but so is my god and god is above all and he is he again that that, that scripture greater is he that is in me than he that is of the world so you know, greater is he that's in you, that's in you, like, not, not, you know what I'm saying, like, you have that authority, you have that power, and again, I understand, and I respect that people are not all believers and stuff, and you can still listen to my podcast and stuff for, um, and just how to identify the narcissist, you know, are like, because sometimes, Sometimes when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, um, you end up just thinking there's something wrong with you, you know, because you do get obsessive, you do get like addicted, you know what I'm saying? And then you get trapped into shame and then your emotions are all off balance. And again, the mind, the body, spirit, if one thing is off, they're all off, you know, so then you start questioning yourself and you know, there was for so long, I didn't want to share my story, even um, talking about, you know, even the gay part and stuff, because I think I tried to go forth one time about, you know, exposing that I was I was gay, and then how God delivered me and people were like, Oh, you're just you were it was just a phase like, no, um, it is actually a demon. And um, but that's another podcast. And I know it's a very sensitive subject in my heart, like literally goes out to everybody that is struggling with that i've had a lot of people actually reach out to me before i got delivered and they're like i don't want to be gay you know what i'm saying like why did god make me this way and they get mad at god but it's it's um it's a spirit and it you know a lot of stuff is there's open doors um because of a generational thing so something could have happened when you were a little kid you know molested or raped or sexually assaulted um or you were exposed to like pornography, you were exposed to, you know, masturbation or incest, um, or something was in your bloodline. Maybe you weren't exposed to it, but it's in your bloodline. And so you suffer, you know, the generational curses. But when you sit with Holy Spirit, he will reveal that stuff to you. And he is the only one that could bring heal, um, like true freedom, true healing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and again, everybody's welcome at my table. I, I love everybody, and I I just want to hug everybody like for real. I am your like um your 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 hope dealer. Hold on, pain ends. Like for real, hold on, pain ends. Suffer a little bit, and then you get the glory. You're a diamond in the rough. You are pure. You are bold. Like you are, and you have to start speaking that stuff even when you don't see it. I'm telling you, when I was going through all this stuff, um. <laughs> The next topic, I'll explain a little bit more about the psychological torment and the suicide and 
the drug addiction and just the spiraling out of control. And like, I was always questioning God. I was like, what was, when I cut all ties, I kept saying, God, I said, what was stolen from me? Like, what was, because it wasn't normal for Angel. Angel would always bounce back, all right? Like, I would always be like, okay, cool. Like, I got this. Like, I bounce back, you know, um, always, 100%. This was different. This, um, this, this was different. And this is why people don't understand though either. They're like, oh, well, you're just getting older. It's just hormones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I was like, I'm very um, careful with how I speak on this stuff because a lot of people don't understand. And they're like, you know, they throw out these comments too of, you know, you were just abused. Like, why don't you just leave? Like, no, like it's way deeper than that. It's way bigger than that. And another thing is I'm not against um, therapy. Okay, I'm not. I believe therapy is healthy. But when you're with a narcissist, you do have to seek deliverance because, um, um, if there's demonic spirits and it's a transfer of spirits, okay? And um, a lot of therapists, even if they're well-known or, or uh, they specialize in narcissistic abuse, some are good um, and some just read a book about narcissists and they can give you like how to cope with it or da-da-da. But listen, it is, um, it's warfare. It's spiritual, okay? So, um, and also... Also, another thing, um, so you just got to be careful with who you're confiding in. Um, Holy Spirit is your ultimate healer. He is. But I do know that we do need other, like, humans, like, in the, the flesh, you know, to talk about our problems. But be very careful because there's a lot of people out there um, that P-R-E-Y on you instead of praying for you. Um, they live for your downfall uh, because they know how great you are and they have a jealousy spirit, especially the narcissist. And a jealousy spirit is a murdering spirit. I know this stuff sounds crazy, but um, also um, when you sit in the presence of God and he'll bring stuff back up to you, um, it's for a reason. It's not to torment you, okay? Like there was a couple times where he brought up conversations when um, I was with my ex and her eyes would turn black and I was like really hyper at the time. I was like hyping up my team. I was like, like, let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they, they had that like narcissistic dead stare and their eyes turned black and she spoke these words, if looks could kill. So a couple years, like a year later it goes by and Holy Spirit brings that conversation up and I questioned it. I was like, God, why are you bringing that up? And he says, you got to come out of agreement, you know, and bind that. Like, I will, your looks will not kill me. Because again, life and death are in the power of your tongue. So um, you have to come out of agreement with all this stuff. Also, another thing is, too, like with my first, um, not my, he wasn't my boyfriend, my friend. Um, when I slept at his house, I would wake up and he would be standing over me. And Holy Spirit revealed to me later on you know, that they, that's the hour that they will, they will literally, um, stand over you and speak word curses because you're, you're, you're the most vulnerable when you sleep. You're the most vulnerable when you sleep. And so they're speaking word curses into your subconscious mind. So, um, yeah, the next topic will probably be about the healing, the healing strategies. Um, my one-on-ones with Jesus, my secret time, my secret place. Um, I love to just be transparent, um, you know, how, because I, a lot of people try to tell me certain things, like you have to read the word for six hours, you got to pray for four hours, and that just got me into shame because that wasn't my lane. That's not how God was showing me stuff. You know, God has an authentic, unique relationship with every single person. He speaks to people differently, and he knows how to structure you. He knows how to handle you. You know, so, um, but the next topic will probably be on healing. 
Um, as always, I am open for questions. I'm open for comments. I'm open. If you want to share your testimony, I'll put you on my platform. You are welcome. Again, the more voices, the better. We need to be a voice for the voiceless. And 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 I'm telling you, there's two things that we are left. Uh, we are left. Um, we are not left without is hope and help. There is help available. There is hope available. Um, I just know like you are a warrior, you are pure, you are bold, okay? And I'm praying for you, I'm rooting for you. And again, I love you, um, but Jesus loves you even more. All right, y'all? Be blessed.